Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're going to do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for another Wednesday. Thank you because it's a great week. Thank you for your mercies, your protection, for your, your guidance, for, it, for teaching us, for setting us your word, timely words in, you know, in every season. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the sermon series so far. And now we are all applying and getting better you know, in the place of prayer. Thank you for the results, for the testimonies. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We ask this evening, as we go into your word, there's eloquence and there is utterance. Your word has liberty, you know, comes with eloquence and utterance. You know, the needs of every heart is met by your word. And we have grace to actually apply, you know, what we are, le- what we are taught and get results of the same. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. All right, so um, as I always say, get the sermons of the series so far. This is a part four of um, Help. My prayer life is shaking, all right? So if you have been following this series, by now your prayer life ought to have stabilized, okay? Um, James said, it is a doer of the word, not just a year that is blessed, all right? So if you're um, in Corinthians, that like, um, is it Corinthians? So it's, I think it's the same James, that the one that does not apply the word, like the one that looks at himself in the mirror, but forgets how he is. Look at that. So, you know, so, you know the one that actually um, gets blessed is the one that obeys the word. All right? The one that really knows something. You know, the one that was taught the thing, but the one that put what was taught to practice. So, you've got to cultivate doing what we are taught, especially when it is fresh in your memory. Now, the way this is work is that when a lesson is taught on the altar, it comes with a fresh grace for, for application. So, this is the best thing for wise people. If you are spiritually smart, you should immediately apply what you are taught. You should immediately apply what you are taught. Alright? Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next month. Right now, begin to apply. Alright? I pray for you. You are graced to get this done in the name of Jesus. So, I should remind you that if you are praying, you will know what to do. If you are praying, you will know what to do. Many times people are confused because they don't take things to God in prayer or they don't wait long enough to hear God's answer back to them. All right. So if you are praying, you will know what to do. Someone said after me, if I'm praying, I know what to do. So I am praying, so I know what to do. I walk in, the, I walk in light. I walk, in, I walk in light. I don't err. I have clarity. 
Glory to God. All right. So, yeah. So pray. Take everything to God in prayer. Take everything to God in prayer. Don't just talk about stuff. Take it to God in prayer. We said also, if Jesus Christ needed to pray, to ask God for direction, all right? If you needed to lean on God, the Father, for direction, how much more you? So you need to, you need to also likewise, you know, deliberately cultivate taking things to God in prayer to get direction, okay? So you can say like Christ, I do only what the Father does. That is wisdom. So you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get so through your life. You are doing what the Father is doing. You are doing what he's showing you. So it gives you a, a, a you know, confidence and assurance that in everything you are doing, God is with you. Why? You are not doing your own things. You are doing what he has sent you. So we said last week Wednesday, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not watch. says, blah, 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 you know, down the line. says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is leading. Glory to God. So cultivate leading on God um, in prayer for direction. We said also in Luke, in Luke 6, you know that Christ prayed all night. And in the morning, chose, chose, chose his 12, 12 apostles, 12 disciples. So if Christ had to pray all night, he had to spend time in prayer, you know, long time in prayer to get direction, to get clarity. There's also for you, then clearly, a place of spending time in prayer to get clarity from God to know what to do. I said, especially in the place of marriage, career, relocation, you know, they're never random. Make sure you're hearing God on what to to do. That's pretty, pretty important. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, okay. So we can go further. Right. I kind of talked about also how J. Lotonio, I was a businessman that called God his business partner, that cultivated him on God for his decision making, and how God made, his, how God made him a success from being a school dropout. Okay? A lot to learn in these things, okay? So get the sermons. We said on Sunday also that, um, that we looked at, at First Timothy 4, okay? We said we should train ourselves in godliness. It says train, you know, the, and we said the train there is gymnasio, okay? To deliberately, you know, put yourself through a regiment of training, consistent training, all right? Consistent labor, consistent training consistency in, in giving yourself to prayer and to study. We say people don't succeed by freestyling. People succeed by committing themselves to a structure, to a regiment. So we say success is regimental. Alright? So put yourself into a structure that ensures you get results. We said your prayer life must be such. It says train yourself to godliness. It said this guy exercise as, you know, some profits. But Godness profits in all things. Look at that. Not just for now, but also for the world to come. So Godness has to fold value. The world we live in right now and the world to come. Look at that. The Bible says Godliness has value for now. Glory. That, that is so good. That there's, that, that there's value that, that can come to your life by being godly. You know, I, I think right, when in this right now, where as, as a church generally, not just TGC, but as a church generally, we need to begin to be able to draw the line between our work with God and our profiting. We need to begin to be able to see the effects of our godliness in our everyday lives. And Paul is telling us by the Spirit of God that godliness has value in this life. 
So your godliness, your being able to hear God, should show in your marriage how blissful it is, how loving you are to your spouse, how understanding you are. You know, how, 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 how smart you are to detect your, your spouse's needs without being told. You know, because you, are, you can hear God and God tells you, ah, okay, your baby so and so and so and so. And how do you know? God's spirit told you. You see, so God has a value in all things. What about your career? Knowing what to do, where to invest, where to apply to, what the job to take, job to turn down. Not to, it helps you in making your everyday choices because goodness has a value for all things. It has a value for all things. Again, godliness has a value for all things, not just in this world, but also in the world to come. And that's in First Timothy 4 from 7 to 16. And we said, you know, Paul said, the finances, if, if you give yourself to these things, if you are diligent to these things and you obey them holy, okay? He said, he said, everyone will see your progress. If you are diligent in the things that God has put in your hands, in your prayer, your study, your career, your giftings, the things that God has placed in your care. He says, everyone will see your progress. You see that? Very important. Very important. So uh, make sure you... you Get a sermon and listen over and over and over again. You know, in this part, Paul says somewhere, he says in this, 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 this verses also, in, um, in verse in verse 10, he said, this is why we labor and strife. Because we have put our hope in the living God, we say before people, surely those, those who believe. So this is the point. This is why we labor and strife. So this is, see, see, there's labor and striving in the faith. Look at that. The place of labor and striving in the faith. Corinthians 15:10. Glory to God. All right. So he said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Look at that. Yet not I, but, but the grace of God that was with me. Look at that. So he says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And he says, um, and his grace to me was not without effect. Meaning that grace can be ineffectual. Grace can be ineffectual. Gift things can be ineffectual or not, not optimally effective. Talent can be effective, but not optimally effective. Look at that. He says, his grace was not without effect. Why? says, no, I walked other than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God was with me. You see that? So he said, there was grace, but he walked harder than everybody else. He outworked everybody else. In so doing, he made the grace effective. Do you see that? So there was grace, right? But Paul made the grace optimally effective by outworking everybody else. So, as a place of diligent labor in the things of God, in prayer, in study, in your career goals. You see that? Okay? The place of diligent labor. Whatever, have, whatever God has put in your hands, your ministry, all right, your talents, your giftings, you must outwork everybody else. You see? Paul is saying there was grace, so with that grace, I outworked everybody else. So you can't be lazy under grace. You can't make grace your excuse for laziness. 
of, of being slothful. All right? Grace is a call to work. Grace is a call to labor. So whatever God has put in your hands, you have got to outwork everybody else. I'll take it again because it's important. Let me check this 15.10. says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I bought the grace of God that was with me. So there was grace, right? Abundant grace, right? But there was also abundant labor, abundant work. So to get the best out of grace, you have got to be willing to dig in, to work hard, to outwork everybody else. Paul was you know, debated, debated, debatedly, you know, debatably, whatever the English is, okay? The, probably the number one preacher of his time. It was effective. How? Grace and labor. So whatever God has put in your hands, if you will be the top 1%, you have got to match grace with effort. What does that mean? As you are praying effectively, you are working hard also. As you are praying, you are studying. As you are praying, you are doing your research. Right? You are praying and digging in so that the grace can be optimally effective. Okay? Grace does not, does not give us license for shoddy work or for shoddy prayer life. Alright, so still on prayer. Alright, let's go further. Glory to God. Ephesians, okay, let's go to um, Revelations, Revelations 1, 5 to 6. Let's talk today about our priestly role as believers. Our priestly role as believers. Glory to God. Ephesians 1, 5 to 6. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Okay, will say, he has made us to be kings and priests to our God, okay? And, we'll, and, you know, yeah, he has made us to be kingdom, he has made us to be kings and priests, okay? NIV says, he has made us, he made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God as Father. Right, see the point. He has made us to be kings and priests, okay? Let's go to Revelation 5, 10. Revelation 5, 9 to 10. Revelation 5, verse 9 to 10. Revelation 5, 9 to 10. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. Verse 10. And you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. And you will say, He has made us to be kings and priests, and we will reign on the earth. So the believer has been made a king, and a priest. Look at that. First Corinthians 2. First Peter 2, 5 and 9. First Peter 2, 5 and 9. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be what? A holy priesthood. You see that? Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 
So we have become First Peter, First Peter 2 verse 5. We have become, you know, he has made us living stones and we have been built into a spiritual house. Look at that. To be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Okay? So he has made us be what? A holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices, to offer praise, to offer prayers. Glory to God. Verse 9 says, But you are a chosen people. You are what? A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. That you may declare praises of him called out of darkness into, into that full light. So, he has made us to be a royal priesthood. Glory to God. So, what do priests do? Priests pray. Priests intercede. Priests mediate. What do kings do? Kings decree. Kings take action. Kings strategize. Kings plan and they get this done. So, we have become kings and priests. So, as priests, we intercede. We mediate. We offer prayers and thanksgiving to God. As kings, we decree. As kings, we plan. We take action. We get to work. So, we have been called kings and priests to reign on the earth. So, he's saying that the way we effectively reign on the earth is by the combination of the kingly and the priestly ministry. Look at that. The kingly and the priestly ministry. The king take action, takes action. The priest intercedes. The king prays and yes, God. So every believer must combine his life in his career, in his purpose, in his assignment, his kingly and priestly roles. Okay? Kings take action. See, it's not enough to just pray about everything. As you are praying, whatever God tells you, act on it. Okay? The role of the king is to strategize, to plan, and take action, to build teams, structure, to get things done. Glory to God. Okay, but the priest prays, gives thanks. Yes, God. So in you, you, you are both a king and a priest. That you can reign on the earth. All right. So we see how important this priestly role is in interceding. Glory to God. We said on Sunday, I'll ask my mother again, that Christ told them that when they are praying, they should pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And we said something, that even the will of God will not happen if we don't pray. So even God is held back by our prayer life. God is held back or, 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 or released to, to, get, to get stuff done by our prayer life. So even when God wills something, it does not get done until we make demands of it. See? So Christ also told them to pray. That prayers of the harvest to send the to the So even though God, God, God wants all men saved, if we don't pray, they will not be saved. If we don't pray, they don't be liberal sent to teach them, to preach them, to get them saved. You see that? So our intercession, our, our, our role as priests in interceding is vital to see the will of God done on the earth. All right? Glory to God. You must remember this, that God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. John, John Wesley, all right? God does nothing except in what? Response to believing prayer. It seems as though God is limited by a prayer life, that God can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. 
Also, without him, we can do nothing. And without us, he can do nothing in our world. Also, look at that. Without him, we can do nothing. And without us, he can do nothing in our world. So as priests, we pray, we stand in that place of prayer for God's will to be done on the earth, over our lives, our nation, our friends, family, you know, stuff like that. By the church. So we need to pray. If we'll see God's kingdom expand on the earth, then believers need to pray, pray. We've got to pray. All right? If we'll see, the, you see God's influence, his, his, his operations, his systems, his values propelled all over the world, then we've got to pray much more. We've got to pray. We have got to pray. All right? We know that our prayers are effective. We see in James 5, 16 to 18, we learn about, about Elijah, how Elijah prayed. And for three and a half years, it did not rain. Look at that. One man prayed, and one man held back rain for three and a half years. He prayed again, and rain started falling back. So one man, you know, was in charge of the country's destiny. One man held back the country's economy. I released when they wanted to do it. One man, one man, one man, one man, one man, one man. And why did he do it? To call their attention to, 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 their, to, to their failures and faults. Glory to God. So, one man is usually enough to make change happen in the place of prayer. Now, you know, when it comes to the entire nation, maybe, maybe in our day, because, you know, back then, Elijah was, was um, the single priest of the single, um, the chief prophet of the country, chief prophet, right? So we can say, you know, of course, his prayer had, had, um, had national influence. But I believe in our day, right, you know, we as a church come together, not just one person, we must come together as a church to, to intercede for our country, to pray for our leaders, to pray for, 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 for national change, okay? We must come together and pray effectively. Now, not, not just a, a one-day prayer, so the prayer, we must form the habit of, you know, of deliberately praying for our church, praying for our nation. Hallelujah. So, but in your family, your prayer is enough to make something happen. In your family, in your career, in your, in your, in your, in your, in your boss's business, you know, your, 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 your firm, where you are employed, your prayer is enough to make change happen. So that in your family, in your family, your friends, you have an unsaved loved one, you have, you know, a sick um, relative. Your prayer is enough to make change happen. You have, you have, you have a, a, a sibling that is unstable in the faith. Your prayer is enough. You can stand in the gap in prayer until something happens. So stop complaining about, about, about your unsafe relatives. Put, make them your prayer points. Completely will not do the job. Make them your prayer prayer. You pray effectively, fervently. You pray for them, the unsaved ones, that God will send to them laborers that they will hear from, that they will listen to. You pray for them. You, that you, you pray and cast out, you know, the, 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 the oppression of the devil over their lives. You know, Bible says the unsaved one has a veil over his face, okay? The devil has the veil over their face. We don't pray, we don't pray for them that that veil is taken off so that they can see the light of the gospel in the face of of Jesus Christ. You see that? So you pray about them. So you pray over, 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 that, over that affliction in the family, that sickness, that, 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 that conflict, the crisis. You pray about it. The, 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 the lack. Pray about it. 
Pray that the heavens open over them. Ideas, opportunities, favor. Okay? Now, the house don't concern you. You only to actually pray. Okay? If there are things you should do, God will tell you. Okay? But while while waiting for instruction, do what you have instructed to do. We, are, we have been told to pray. Even for the country, right? Now, we all have our part to pray. But there's one part we know for sure to do is to pray. So while asking God, Lord, what should I be doing? Pray. 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 All right? Pray. While praying, whatever else we need to do to get a job done, God revealed to us. So stop, stop worrying about how your, 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 your relative will get saved. How your brother will get saved. Stop worrying about it. Pray. 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 As you pray, things begin to happen. And you know, over time, sometimes, 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 instantly, over time, we get results. We must pray. When we pray, things happen. When we pray, it just a certain motion. And we'll see the divine coincidences, you know, happen because we are praying. Glory to God. Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. Ephesians 6, 18 to 20. It says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Look at that. Pray in the spirit when? On all occasions with what? All kinds of prayers and requests. And it says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. Look at that. So it says, pray for all the Lord's people. Pray in the spirit always. As we say here, cultivate praying in tongues consistently. If you are praying in the spirit, if you are praying in tongues, you are praying well. So pray in the spirit always. All locations, all kinds of prayers and requests. As you are doing this, just with this in mind, be alert. And always keep praying for all the lost people. Watch and pray for the lost people. Watch. Observe people's issues. Observe their needs. Their feelings, you know, don't gossip about them. Pray about it. Don't talk about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Okay? Pray for all the saints. For the church in Nigeria. The church in North Korea. You know, the church in North where they have been persecuted. Pray about it. The church in Joss, in Southern Kaduna. Pray about it. Pray about church America as for the elections. Pray about it. Pray that God's will be done. That leaders that will favor, that will favor, you know, the church's just cause will come into power. Pray about it. That those that will in that, that will in that the gospel, those that, 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 that will in that the church, do not make it, don't make it there. Pray about it. Pray about it. Those that will come and make funny rules that will, that, that will hold back the truth of the church. Pray about it. Pray, pray, pray. Okay? So with this in mind, be alert. Don't sleep. Be alert. If you are praying in tongues consistently, you'll be alert. You'll be alert. So pray about it. Alright? Pray in tongues about it. About the church. Pray for all the saints. So don't say, I, I don't have prayer points so I will not pray. Come on. You got a prayer point. Pray for all the saints. In your church, look around. Who needs prayer? Pray for them. In fact, as you pray in tongues, no, set your spirit. God will give people to pray about. So just hear a name dropped. Pray about the person. Alright? Pray for all the Lord's people. Paul now said, verse 19, pray, pray for me also. Then whenever I speak, I'll be giving words so that I may fearlessly make known 
the mystery of the gospel. Alright? 20 says, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So, so Paul says, pray for me. Pray for me, okay? That I may have eloquence and utterance in preaching the gospel. That I may preach the gospel fearlessly, even though I'm in chains. So, even Paul says, pray for me. So, even Paul needs, you know, even Paul needs the prayer of the church. What does this mean? Your pastor needs your prayer. No matter how strong he looks, <laughs> your pastor needs your prayer. So, pray for pastors. Pray for pastors. Those, 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 those not officers of the church. Pray for, pray for prophets, apostles, evangelists. Pray for church leaders. Pray for your choir. That they have, you know, they directed, they, they sing, write songs. Pray for everybody. Pray. Pray for your pastor even more so. Alright? That I may declare the word fearlessly, with boldness as it should. So, when you pray in tongues, you know, there are times you pray in tongues and you have no prayer points. But as, as you begin to pray in tongues, the Lord gives you, you know, the words to pray out. Glory to God. As you pray in tongues, it begins to give you prayer points you know, to pray about. So yield your tongue, your mouth to the Holy Spirit by praying in tongues. Glory to God. All right. 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 5, 10 to 15, and 18. 1 to 5, 10 to 15, and 18. All right. Glory to God. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Verse 2. For the one who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Look at that. The one who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one prophesy speaks to the people for their, for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Right? Verse 4. Anyone who speaks in the tongue edifies himself. But the one prophesy edifies the church. Look at that. It says the one that speaks in tongues edifies himself, builds himself up, you know, plugs himself in, you know, charges up himself. So when you pray in tongues, you are being built up. You are being edified. It does not matter how you feel, okay? If you are praying in tongues, you are being built up. You are being built up. You are being spiritually built up. You know, you are being charged up. It's like plugging your phone into, in, into your socket. The more you, the more, the more you stay there charged up, you know, connect, connect, the more you stay there plugged into the socket, the more you get charged up. You just keep getting better and better. You just keep growing, growing on you. So also when you pray in tongues, you are being charged up. You are being built up. What should you do? Spend time praying in tongues. Okay? So you attain full charge. Glory to God. Pray in tongues to you attain full charge. So important. So good. Hallelujah. Alright? So he says in verse 5, I would like every of you to speak in tongues, but rather have you prophesy. Okay? Don't prophesy together, don't speak in tongues. Now, it says, unless one that prays for the church will be defied. So he's saying now in a church garden, right? Um, I would rather, I want everybody to speak in tongues, right? But I would rather prophesy. Now he's not saying we should not speak to us in church. He's saying that when I when I speak to church in a message, as I'm doing now, it should be in what people can hear. Now, when you speak in tongues, I said earlier that don't speak in tongues speaks mysteries unto God. Okay, so 
If I come to you standing here now, and I start doing, I'm talking to you, I'm talking, I'm preaching to you, and I'm doing Leko Zoto Pregidesh to Gosus. I'm talking, I'm not praying, I'm talking to you. Libre Ezika dash epodogos esinia. In touch to a course, a kish to get the carica des nakai. And Octozo, Eleko prodogos nekia. Isusa, itela, inapre, ishto pro osuzike, in kiakia kososia. Now, does it make sense to you? No! So he's saying, so it's not saying, it's not saying don't pray. I'm saying, if I'm, talk, if I'm trying to tell you something, I should tell you in prophecy. Prophecy means, you know, what from God that, that, is, that, is in, that is in language you can understand. It means a message from God in a language you can understand. So he's saying that if I speak in tongues to people directly, telling, telling them message in tongues, I should tell them the, the prophecy. I should, I should tell them, you know, the interpretation. So it becomes prophecy. So he's saying that the only way this makes sense in talks to people, that one-on-one, is that, you know, um, I give you in tongues and I also give the meaning in language you can understand. Why am I, why am I saying this? Because people, people, people can mistreat this part to mean don't pray in tongues. That's what I'm saying. Okay? So we must cultivate praying in tongues, you know, because when we pray in tongues, we are edified, we are built up, we speak mysteries unto God. We speak divinely inspired stuff. Okay, we speak things that you know God understands, which is so key. What does this mean? For example, I want to pray for 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 someone in church that I want to pray for them, but I, I don't know their issue. But I just feel to, I just feel like praying for them. So because I don't know the problem to pray about, I can't pray words, right? It, it, it to be it to be um, you know not well directed, not not well targeted because I don't know their problems. But I can pray for them in tongues. I can just go, Lord, over. Over, what should I call now? What is prayer? Over, um, Tifa, a list of ghosts, a prayer, dish, the Gedekadia, a prusa, Tilly, Kezusa, Pradi, Gedidiosa, Leprogoso, Illiga, Dis, a product of Gosso. Lord, give a direction. Melissa, tell you direction. Let there be for a clarity. Pregidia, Kazosia. Clarity to unlock next level. Clarity to unlock next level. Pregista, Icariacas. Clarity to unlock a next level. Belisa, Taridia. She makes progress. She's not stuck. She advances. So I did it. I prayed in tongues. Then it was flowed out. When I prayed in tongues, speak mysteries unto God. What happens when you, when you pray that way? Usually you now have back. The, the usually way God works to us, you now have back the meaning in your, in your mind and your heart, your mind. You now pray it out back in words. What am I saying? You can pray for people without a prayer point. While praying, God gives you the prayer points to pray. Do you understand? That's so good, so vital. All right? Glory to God. So, verse 13. Paul says, For this reason, don't speak in the tongues. Don't speak in the tongue. Should pray that they may interpret what they say. See, now I did, I did an example. Now I prayed in tongues and prayed that interpretation. You see that? I prayed in tongues and prayed that interpretation. So he's saying that if you, if you, if you pray in tongues, you can also pray. In, you can ask us to give interpretation of tongues. So that when you pray in tongues, many times you know back. You know back in English in your heart in your head what you pray that in tongues. So he's saying, if you can pray in tongues, you can also, can also, can also interpret tongues. The same Holy Spirit that, that, that gave you tongues also gives interpretation. So just ask him, the Lord, I want to begin to interpret in your tongues and stuff like that. And once you do it, practice it, okay? Once you pray that prayer point, practice it. So you just go, Okay? What else say? The Lord is good. Blessed are those who wait on him. The Lord is good. 
blessed are those who wait on him, who don't give up, who don't give in, who don't back out. Okay? If they don't give, they don't back out, they will see the Lord's goodness. Look at that. They don't back out. They don't give up. They will see the Lord's goodness. What, what I just do? I prayed in tongues and I got an interpretation. So this is available to every believer. Okay, it's not a pastor thing or a deep people thing. It is for everyone that believes. Okay, just just you see, Paul says, ask, pray, ask God, pray, pray to God to give you also interpretation of tongues. So this Paul's point, right? That when I'm talking to people, okay. I cannot just talk to them in tongues. It doesn't make any sense. If I have a tongue, I should also have the interpretation of tongues. So when I talk to them, they can understand what I'm saying to them. Okay? But generally, say, generally, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. If you are praying in tongues, you are praying very well. So even though you may not always know the meaning, okay, but you are praying well. You are praying well. If you have the meaning of the tongues, interpretation of tongues, perfect. Very good. Because it now makes sense to your, to your head. All right? But even, even though you don't get interpretation, it doesn't make sense to your head. That's doesn't you're not praying well. You're still praying well and getting results. Because why? When I pray in the tongues, what speaks mysteries. It speaks unto God and not man. Glory to God. All that's clear enough. All right? Okay? Verse 14 says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Are you getting this point? So he's saying, if I only pray in tongues interpretation, you know, my spirit prays, right? My spirit is praying accurately, praying well, but my mind does not get it. So, so in, 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 in so doing, my mind is not, is, not part, is not being a part of the prayer. Do you hear my point here? Mind is not fruitful. Mind does not understand what was being prayed about. But he's saying, my spirit prays. My spirit prays, but my mind does not get it yet. So, you, this, this is my point. I want to make this very clear. Pray in tongues very often. Pray in tongues very well. Alright? When you are praying in tongues, you are praying well. Okay? But also, cultivate praying back in understanding. Paul says, verse 15, what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit. I'll also pray in understanding. I will sing my spirit, but I'll also sing with my understanding. Do you see that? He gave us 15. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will see my spirit also, also see my understanding. So he's saying, as I pray in tongues, I also pray in understanding. So as I go, I begin to expect back the words back in English to pray out. That's effective prayer. So by so doing, my spirit prays well, yeah, my mind also knows the prayer points in a way. Effective prayer. So you begin to know, you know, you know the things you are dealing with, you are dealing with the spirits. Do you understand me? This is so good. So good. Alright? Paul says something in verse 18, first Corinthians, first Corinthians 14, verse 18. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than you all. That's powerful. I speak in tongues. Look at that. So Paul is saying, these tongues know I really do it. So you must understand that. Um, when we say, when we pray in tongues, the Spirit helps us. Now, we're not saying that, you know, we don't need to pray, and it just prays for us. That's what I'm talking about. I remember a story kind of taking shared. The woman met him and said, I don't pray anymore like that. Like, since the Holy Spirit prays for me, I don't need to pray anymore. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't bother praying too much anymore. The Spirit of God prays for me. Now, um, the Spirit does not pray for you. He prays with you. Meaning that you must initiate the action, 
right? You must initiate the action, and God's Spirit um, helps you to pray. So you cannot outsource your prayer to the Spirit of God. Okay? You cannot outsource your prayer to Him. You pray, He prays with you, not really for you, in quotes. Glory to God. So you must do your praying. All right? Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So you see, see, here there's a weakness. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what what we want to pray for, okay? But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Look at that. So he's saying... The spirit knows that we have a weakness, right? And what's the weakness in this particular contest? Okay? We don't know what to pray for as we ought to. So, the spirit helps us. Now, the helps here interprets as, you know, it provides help that commensurates with the need. So, the help God's spirit provides matches up with the need in question. That's so good, right? So, when we engage the Holy Spirit, it gives us the perfect help we need. So he says, intercede for us through wordless groans. Now, in practice, right, when we pray in tongues for a, for a particular period of time, we get into a place of groanings. Have you been there before? That you pray to started groaning. You go, and rest and you're like, ah, ah, as in wordless groans, wordless groans, okay? So we can pray into the point of wordless groans. So someone shares a story online on Twitter some days ago. She said, you know, God just told her that night to shut her door before praying. That normally, normally this is that door open for prayer. And while praying, I never called the policeman and check if she's okay. You know why? It seems that though her prayers have entered wordless growth, they begin to wonder if she was okay or if she was being oppressed. You know? <laughs> Glory to God. So the place of prayer that we pray in tongues to get the place of wordless groans. And this, this usually happens when we have prayed in tongues for an extended period. Sometimes it just, just, just happens that your tongues change. You go from you know, it just becomes more intense, more, 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 more fervent, more heartfelt. You know, it begins to look like you are groaning from inside out. Look at that. When we pray in tongues, the Spirit helps us with wordless groans. So the tongue itself is the help of the Spirit, okay? We are praying, you know, with the help of the Spirit, and it gets to a point of wordless groans. It gets when, ah, even you, you can't make sense of the words anymore, but it is fervent, it is, it is at, at felt. This usually after that we'll spend a lot of time in prayer. But this is my point here. That when we pray in tongues, the Spirit helps us. We should, we should know that we don't always know what we, what we ought to pray for, as we ought to. So, for example, you have a friend in need, okay? And you don't fully understand the need, but you can pray in tongues about it. Or you have, you know, a couple that, that they, they've married for a while and they don't have a child, and you don't understand the need. You don't know if, if, if they're the ones delaying it. You don't know, you don't know what you to pray for, but you know you should pray for them. And you, but you pray it in tongues because, you know, when you pray in tongues, the Spirit of God helps you to pray the right way. It provides help that commensurates with the need. You see that? 27. Romans 8, 27. It says, And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Look at that. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So he's saying, when we are praying in the Spirit, the Spirit helps us 
Okay? It says, intercede for in accordance with the will of God. So when we are praying in the Spirit, our prayers are exactly in line with God's will. So you can never pray and miss praying in tongues. Your prayers are always well directed when you pray in tongues. Why Paul Ephesians 6, 18, praying in the Spirit always. says, with this in mind, watch and, you know, watch and be alert. Pray for all the saints. Okay? So your best prayers of intercession are, should, should, should at least start in tongues. As you pray in tongues, God will give you words and you pray out the words. Okay? But it should start out in tongues. When you are praying in tongues, you are praying accurately. Praying for people. You will hardly know the full, the full issue to pray about. You will hardly know it in, in your own understanding. They can tell you, yes, they can tell you, that's, that's awesome. But even when they tell you, you know, you don't fully know everything about it. So you must also add the component of praying in tongues. Okay, so you can pray the best way possible for the person. So you pray it in words and you pray it in tongues. Pray it in tongues and pray it in words. Glory to God. Alright? If you are praying in tongues, you are praying well. If you are praying in tongues, you are praying the will of God. Accurately. Accurately. If you are praying in tongues, you are praying well. Someone said after me, if I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying well. No, the way it works, eh? the way it works, our mind tricks us when I'm praying in tongues. You feel like, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 no, no, no. Don't let your mind, you know, our mind likes to understand everything. Our mind, our mind likes, likes, to be, likes to be involved in everything you are doing. But no, when you are praying in tongues, you are praying accurately. You are praying accurately. You no. Know? I, I, I said earlier that if you are praying in tongues, you, can, you should also ask us to give the interpretation of tongues. So as you are praying in tongues, you can also have, have back in words where you are praying about. So you go, and you have back the words, pray that in words also. Right? Paul says, 1 Corinthians 14, says, I will pray in the Spirit, I will pray in my understanding also. See that? Pretty easy. Right? Glory to God. So we see some prayers that Paul prayed for, that Paul prayed for believers. Very important. The prayers he prayed for believers. Okay? We see. He told us Ephesians 6, 18 to 20, that you pray for all the saints. And we see some of the prayers that Paul prayed for all the saints. Now, it's important to see that, right? That Paul said, you know, Paul said, this is important. He says, pray for me. So, if Paul needs prayers, your pastor needs prayers. Very important. You must not forget this part. If Paul needs prayers, your pastor needs prayers. If Paul needed prayers, your friends need prayers. No matter how, no matter how, how deep they look, they need prayers. Some people look so deep. But there are hiding issues, hiding addictions, hiding fears, hiding unbelief and worries. So don't don't see. See, this is important. When you are inter- when you are, when you are, when you are doing intercession, pray beyond what you can see, what you can see on their faces. People are not always the way they look. They look so prime and proper on Sunday morning, but, but they have a lot of a lot of baggage. So don't, don't, don't let the way they look interfere with the intercession. Once God gives you a body for them, forget what they look like and how fine they look. Pray for them. Don't downplay your body with the way the person looks. And the person looks all put together does not mean everything is okay. People know how to package and look good on Sunday mornings. It does not mean that they are fine. Okay? So you pray for them beyond what your eyes can see about them. That is why we must spend time praying in tongues. So you can be picking accurately prompts from the Spirit of God. Do you understand? Okay, when we give ourselves to praying in tongues, we are we are aligned to pick prompts. What eyes have not seen, what nobody else knows. Do you get my point here? Pray in tongues for people. Pray in tongues. Let prayer the asagadash. Pray the gizo koso pregidiosa. And what person's name? Meti asiata gaya kopa Isaiah. In le prudaki asuktoko. You pray. As you pray that, begin to have the words to pray for the person. Glory to God. All right. Awesome. So we'll see the prayers that Paul prayed for the saints. 
So for pastors, you know, Paul, when Paul said, pray for me, that I may that that speak your word boldness, you know, uh, fearlessly, boldness, eloquence, and utterance. So when you pray for a pastor, pray that, pray, pray that he speaks. Pray, okay, I'm the pastor here. Pray for me. That I speak God's word with eloquence and utterance. And I, 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 I pray God's word fearlessly. That my needs are met. My bills are paid. I'm healthy and strong. Okay? That everything works out well for me. All right? That, 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 that they have no distraction and I can fully focus, focus, focus on, 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 on doing the job God has put in our hands. So pray for pastors. Pray for me that I'm strengthened with might above temptation because yes, people get tempted. Everybody gets tempted even for pastors. Pray that we are strong in the day of temptation. That we are strengthened with might when temptation comes. So pray for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. Don't, don't, don't just criticize the issues. Pray, 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 pray. Paul said in Hebrews, say pray for us. Pray for us, because you know we have the right conscience and we desire to do good. So pray for us. So they desire to do good. Pray for us that we consistently do good. We are consistently appropriate role models. All right? Pray for us that we stand strong from temptation. That God keeps us from wicked and wicked and evil people. So pray for your pastors. Pray for me. If Paul in dead prayers, I need prayers. <laughs> if Paul in dead prayers, every pastor, every minister needs prayers. So pray for, pray for, pray for the saints, pray for pastors. Glory to God. Let's see what the prayers that Paul prayed for, for believers. First, um, Ephesians 1, into 20. Ephesians 1, 15 to 20. Ephesians 1, 15 to 20. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith, Lord Jesus Christ, and your love for all God's people, 16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So first things first, Paul said, since I heard about your faith, what did I do next? I give thanks for you, right? Remembering you, in my prayers. So Paul is saying, I always remember you in my prayers. And personally, I believe that I believe the way he did it was by writing, write, write, keeping a journal. Because that, that's how you can remember to pray for the Colossians, for the Philippians, for the Philippians, for everybody. By keeping a prayer journal. So you can have, a, have a, you know, a prayer list to go through. Do you understand? Because Paul will say, I, I pray for Timothy. I pray for so, 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 so. He must have had a prayer journal. Right? That's what I think. So it says, I remember you in my prayers. So you must always remember saints in your prayers. You must have your own disciples. This is important. Have your own disciples they are remembering in prayers. You get? Have your disciples you are remembering in prayers. Write their names down. Their prayer points. I pray for them. It says, I always remember my prayers. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So I'm praying for you. That, that you have the spirit of revelation so you can know him better, so you can know God better. Why? When you know God better, you know yourself better. When you know, when you know Christ, you know you, because as he is, so are you in this world. So when we see Christ clearly, we see ourselves clearly. To pray for a believer, pray for yourself, that I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that I may know Christ better. Pray for your friends. Titi, Tayo, Kemi, I pray for you. That you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you can know Christ better. So you can see him. As you see him, you are seeing you. You are seeing what he has made you. Glory to God. So he prays for them in tongues, prays in words. Very important prayer. Paul said, I keep on praying this same prayer. So that. So he said, it's not a one-time prayer. It's a prayer I always pray for myself, you know, as a saint. And I pray for every saint. Says, I pray for you. That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Look at that. That the light of God, 
light of his word may flood your heart. Glory to God. It says that in order for you to know the hope to which he has called you. You see that? So we pray that the that light of God, that the heart of people, of saints, of your own, of your, your own heart, that of other saints, that the heart be, the be enlightened, that they may know the hope which has called them. So they may know God's plans for their lives, the purposes, you know, for their lives, his plans, his assignments. They may know everything, you know, everything that is theirs in Christ. The entire package of the hope that is in Christ. Oh, says Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that they may know this, the entirety of the hope of glory available in the saints. Pray for new converts, for your disciples, for new members. Be responsible for them, pray for them. You see that? It says, that they may know, you know, who he has called you, the riches of his gross inheritance in his only people. So there's in every believer an inheritance that is glorious. There's in you a glorious inheritance. There's something in the believer that is a glorious inheritance. What is that? It's a person, the Holy Ghost. That you may know what it means, the, 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 the full implication of having Christ in you by the Spirit. That you may know the, 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 the content of this inheritance, what you are capable of being, of doing, who you are, what you are capable, capable of achieving by the Spirit of God inside of you. I'm praying for you that you may know the gross inheritance, that you may know the riches. So he says it is rich and, and it is glorious and inheritance. That you may know these things. So when I read when I, when I this verse, I begin to wonder there must be more that I've not attained. There must be more. There must be more. There must be more. This can be everything. So, so we cry out to God that, Lord, I want to know everything that is mine in Christ. I want to know the riches of your great inheritance. I want to know these things. So we pray also that we begin to know, okay, the power. Look at it. Paul says the incomparably great power. I love it so much. Let me say it. We'll say it. I so much love it. Right? That I know is incomparably great power for us who believe. So we pray for believers that you begin to know, come into full awareness, full expression of the incomparably great power at work in the believer. Says this power is the same mighty power. Haya. The same mighty strength that he exerted in Christ. When took it from the grave and, you know, and sat him up right and never, never rest. He's saying that this same power that took Christ up from the grave, I'm praying that you know this same power, that this same power is available to you. I'm praying that you come into full awareness, into full expression of this same power. Ah, this prayer will pray forever. Why? We must know this, we must know the power available to us. Paul, you knew this power. Whilst teaching somebody died, he went there, you know, later the guy took him back up, continued preaching. He knew the power. You only dare that. It's not the power. If you don't know, you begin to cry. When someone dies, it's not the power. He's eh, he's not as cry, you, you begin to cry. But Paul knew the power. So he responded to raise the dead, not in crying. Do you understand? So I remember the story of, of the lady uh, <laughs> working with her boyfriend, better, better, better BSM students. All right, it's close, close. Financial ministry student. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And um, while going on the road, they saw 
an accident. So, so, someone had lost a kneecap or something like that. Just went and said, we know where there are extra kneecaps. And they prayed and replaced kneecap in the name of Jesus. Why? They know the power. So we pray that we begin to know the power available to us in Christ. Do you understand? Glory to God. So this power that is available to us is that same power that took Christ up from the dead. The Bible says that God exerted power here. Now, God did this to show us how deep, how big that power is. The Bible says God exerted strength here. When God made the world, he didn't, he didn't exert strength. He spoke and things happened. When, when he parted the Red Sea, the exact strength. But at the resurrection, Bible says that Christ, God exerted strength. What is he trying to make us know? He's trying to make us know the power available to us. Now, it's not because in their power to get the job done. No. It was just to show us that it was, it was to do an overkill. To kill, you know, it's, it's as though to, to kill a ant with a sledgehammer. Just to show you power. It was a deliberate show of power so that the believer can begin to understand the power available to us. So the power available to us is God exerting strength. That is how the weapon calls it incomparably great power. So imagine God exerting strength like ah, the power available to the believer. So we to preach an awareness. We preach comes an awareness of these things. You see that? So we'll pray that prayer for every every, every Every believer for ourselves, for our pastors, for young believers, for our disciples. Glory to God. Now I'm saying it over and over again. Have your own disciples you are praying for. It is only responsible to do so. Amen. All right. Colossians 1. And another Pauline prayer. Now this is a similar prayer to the one we just prayed in Ephesians 1.20. It's you know, the same prayer prayed you know, in different words. Colossians 1 from verse 9 to 12. For this reason... Since the day we heard about you, look at that. We have not stopped praying for you. Do you see this again? It says we have not stopped praying for you. We have not stopped praying for you. So you don't stop praying this prayer for yourself and for your disciples. Don't stop praying it for them. This is how you bet a believer in the same, in the, in the faith. You teach them and you pray for them. So you have disciples. Don't just teach. As you teach, pray these prayers for them. Please, I beg in the name of Jesus Christ, write people's names down and you pray for. And you pray these prayers for, write it down now. The people you are going to pray for these things, write it down now. People you are betting for, betting the faith. Since continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of his will, through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So we pray, that we pray to God, the same prayer in Ephesians 1, the same prayer. That we pray that God fills you with knowledge of his will, through every wisdom and understanding that the Holy Ghost gives. Since that you may live a life Worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. So it says, when you begin to know His knowledge of His will, when you have, when you have wisdom and understanding and you know the knowledge of His will, He says it helps the believer to begin to live a life fully pleasing unto Him. It's like saying, you know, we show the believer who He is. The believer begins to understand by prayer, by teaching who He is in Christ and begins to live up to it. Right, so it says, if you don't show them who they are, if they don't know who they are, they can't live up to it. So we pray that they may understand who they are, that they can begin to live up to it. 
Alright? So once, once we pray prayer for them, this, this see, it means that if you find a believer not living prisoner to God, then I'll pray for them to have an understanding of the knowledge of, of, the, knowledge of the will of God. Again, okay. if you find a believer that is not living to that opinion, life fully prisoner to God, that's living, that's living, you know, that is that is not living well, that is living in, in, in you know, in bad, in bad character, non-estimation, that's not living in power of the Spirit. So we pray for them that they may have knowledge of the will of God in every wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So we pray for them that the knowledge gap that they have, you know, that they have to make up to begin to live right. You pray that they have this knowledge that understanding. Pray for yourselves. Pray for saints around you. Okay? Just if, they, if they know these things, they will begin to bear fruit in every good work. So we pray for them to bear fruit in every good work and to keep growing knowledge of God. They don't, they don't stop growing. They don't pull back. They keep growing in the knowledge of his will. 11 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious mind so that we may have endurance and patience. So, strengthen with all power. We pray also that by strengthen with all power, we are strengthen with all power for ourselves and for other believers, for other saints. They pray that they are strengthened with power so that they have endurance and patience. So, so that, so that, so that when, when there are issues, they don't, they don't, they don't abandon the faith they don't take a step back, just fall out, just fall out totally. That we pray for them to have strength of power, you know, to be strengthened with power according to the Lord's mind, so they can have endurance and patience and perseverance, so they can stand in times of, of, of persecution. They can stand when things don't go their way. So you pray for that they are strengthened with might, so they can stand in, in days of in, in, the, in days of of, of 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 contention. Glory to God. Paul says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father. What's qualified us to share the inheritance of his, of his holy people in the kingdom of light? So, so we also thank God for them. We thank God for them also. As, as, in, as in Ephesians 1, we thank God for them also because they are, they are saved. Glory to God. So we say that. So these prayers are not to be prayed once in a while. They are prayers we pray continually. We pray them continually. Okay? For yourself and for other saints. These are prayers we pray forever. So, can I share about these prayers? He said we prayed for them for, for years. And suddenly, it got to a point where, where, so that as though, you know, the Bible was, was, was fresh to him. So that, you know, it got so good, he began to wonder how people, how people he thought beforehand, you know, were taught at all. He began to feel like he was thinking nonsense they were. Because the Bible just came alive to him. The Bible just suddenly came alive to him. So the things we talk for you also. When people pray this prayer, the Bible comes alive to you much more. So for that believer that, that doesn't, that doesn't uh, understand the Bible, they find it to study the Bible or to pray or, or to, to, to understand what the Bible is talking about at all. Pray for them. Pray for yourself. That I'm filled with the knowledge of His will through every wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. The eyes of my heart is enlightened. Aya, the light of God shines through my heart. The eyes, you know, the, the, the eyes of my heart is enlightened. I'm enlightened in God. I'm enlightened. I'm enlightened. You get my point here. You pray for yourself. I'm enlightened. My eyes are open to understand scripture. My eyes are open to understand God, to, to, to understand the mystery of Christ. My eyes are open. I understand the Bible. I, I understand the epistles. I understand these things. As I study, my eyes are open. For yourself, for yourself, for that sin, you pray for them continually. My eyes are open. I have understanding. I see clearly. I know these things. I know I am in Christ. I know I am. I know the power available for me. I know his plans for me. I know my calling, my, my assignment. I know what to do. I know where to go. 
Glory to God. I know the entire package. I know everything mine in Christ. So you pray prayer for yourself. As you do so, find out as, as scripture begins to become more and more open to you, have more understanding. You see that. Glory to God. So you can also pray the same prayer in Ephesians 3, 14, 21. They are all similar, similar prayers. So we never stop praying the Pauline prayers. Okay? For yourself, for your spiritual, for spiritual beings around you, for those struggling with the faith. Okay? For our disciples, you pray this prayer every time. See, it is not possible to have effective Christian living and ministry without boiling in your prayer life. Okay? If you want to have an effective ministry, you've got to pray. Okay? If you love people, you pray for them. If you love people, you pray for them. You pray much more than you discuss them. If you want change in anything and in anyone, pray about it. The fervent, James 5, 16 to 18, the fervent, heartfelt, continuous prayer, righteous man, makes righteous power available. It avails much. The fervent, continuous at first prayer of righteous man, make most power av- available. So we pray, not just a, it's not, not just a short prayer. Or, no, no, it's continuous prayer, heartfelt, fervent, persevering prayer. Okay. So if you want anything or any, anyone to change, put them in prayer. All things are possible. All things are possible. There's no one too far gone for God to change. If God could fix Paul, he can fix your father. I'll take it again. If God could fix Paul, he can fix your father. He can fix your mother. He can fix your brother. It can fix your sister. It can fix your fix anybody. It can fix anybody. It can fix anybody. If God will fix Paul, anybody can change. Well, we put them in prayer. So someone is saying, hey, this my, my boyfriend can change. I didn't send you. Change him and move on. Don't change my marry him. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. If that's, if that's your plan, start praying. Don't be praying, God. Change, change, I can marry him. Risky. If you can change and marry somebody else. No, don't pray that they will change so you can marry someone that knows you don't go snap for your life. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay? Pray for your loved ones also. That their heart becomes softer for the gospel. Anyone, anyone you're preaching to that is from this stubborn, pray for them. That their heart becomes softer. That that veil that blocked their heart is, is taken away. That God sends laborers. That God sends them other people they may listen to. Okay? God sends laborers that are effective in power, in teaching the character to reach out to them. We also said pray for missionaries. Hebrews 13.3 Hebrews 13.3 says remember those who are in chains as if you are in prison with them. Remember those who are ill-treated since you are also in the body. So remember those who are suffering the body of Christ. Remember those who are being ill-treated. Remember those, those, those going to persecution. Those in chains, those in jail, those in, those in prison. Pray for them. Pray for, pray for missionaries all over the world. They go through, some, they go through, go through difficult conditions to preach the gospel. Pray that they, that they are strengthened. That they don't, they don't give up. They don't give up. You pray for that they don't give up. That, that, that no matter what they are going through, they are strengthened. They are strengthened. See, pray for them. It's the least you can do. Pray for them. Again, fervent, heartfelt, continued, pray, continued prayers. Pray for those in, in, in the mission fields. Those, 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 those in Kaduna, in, 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 in Kastina, in Borno, in Adamawa, in North Korea, in Russia. Pray for them. You know, in China, pray for them. Pray for them. That they are strengthened with might. That they don't give up. That the church in China grows. The church in the north grows. The church grows. That even though they are persecuted, they grow. You, you also pray for those persecuting them. That, that the light of God will, will catch them. That the, that the gospel of God, the power of God will eat them. And they will change and join the faith they want persecuted like Paul. So you've got to pray. Pray for missionaries. Pray much more for them. 
they need our prayers. As we pray for them, it's just an assignment to get this done for them, to free them. No, no. When, when the church prayed for, for, for Peter, an angel went and freed Peter from jail. See, our prayers can free missionaries from, from, from jail cells. Our prayers can make it, can send it just an assignment to free them from jail cells. We've got to pray. That's that's people can be people can be missionaries, you know, and they can be in jail and they're tired. They give up. They don't even pray. They're too tired to to, to discover to pray. That is what we'll, that is what will step in for them. That when they are weak, we are strong for them. Look at that. When they are weak, we are strong. When they are weak, we are strong for them. Don't surprise our families, to our friends. That when they are weak, we are strong for them. When they are down, we are up for them. We bear them up in prayer. No say here that we can we can gank up them. We can gank up them. We can gank up on the devil. We can gank up on the devil to pray for our people. We hold us together. You know, one for all, all for one to pray for one another to bear each other up in prayer. Missionaries, pastors, saints, whatever, pray for everyone. Another Paul says Philippians one nineteen. Philippians one nineteen says, "For I know that through your prayer and the supply." Of the spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out my deliverance. Because I know that through your prayers and the supply of the spirit, this will turn out for my deliverance. So he's saying their prayers will bring about a supply of the spirit and bring about his deliverance, his release. As we pray for people through our prayers. Is we, we help them generate a supply of the spirit that brings about the deliverance from physical and spiritual, in quote, jail cells. Glory to Jesus. So when you pray, there's a supply of the spirit for people. Intercede. 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 Pray. Pray also for, for your country. First Timothy 2 4. First Timothy 2 4. Pray for your country. So I heard them first of all, the petitions. Prayers, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving meet for all people. Look at that. So he said, I urge them first of all, first Timothy 2 1 to 4, verse 8. I urge them first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession be made for all people. Thanksgiving for all people. Look at that. So he says, I urge you. Paul is saying, I urge you first of all. First of all means as of almost importance, as you know, of, 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 of principal importance that you pray for people. Petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving for all people. And that's verse 2. For kings and all those in authority. Look at that. For kings and all those in authority. Pray for them. That they may live, so, so that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Verse 3 says, This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Look at that. So he says we should pray for all people. Petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving for all people. And pray for kings and those in authority. Pray for presidents, for prime ministers, for governors, for, for people in the Senate, for those in authority. Pray for them so that they make wise choices that leads us to, that leads us to, to live in peace and quietness. And in all others and godliness. So when we pray for them, you know, they, 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 they will have the wisdom, the grace to create, to create an environment where it's peaceful, it's quiet, you know, so that we can live peacefully in quietness, you know, in, in, in all goodness and holiness. They make laws that don't conflict to the church. We pray for them so that they don't make laws that, 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 that conflict to the church and our values. So we can live peacefully in goodness and holiness. Pray for your leaders. Okay, pray for your leaders. 
says, when we pray like this, we will have the liberty because there's, there's quietness, there is peace, we have the freedom to preach and teach without any hindrance so that more and more people can come to the knowledge of truth. As we pray also for, as we pray for these prayers, you know, we, we pray that create an atmosphere where the gospel thrives. So, you know, saying that when we pray these prayers, our, our leaders, you know, are, are, are wise, are discerning to make right choices, to create an environment where the gospel thrives, where the gospel flows on in that, where there's freedom, liberty, you know, peace, unity, progress, prosperity, you know, so that we can preach the gospel with quietness and, you know, and smoothness. Verse 8 says, Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute. It says, I want men everywhere to pray. So, again, so we all come to pray prayers. Everybody be praying for their countries, you know, for, for, for their leaders, for all people, all right? So pray. 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 Some say something that, that sometimes the prayer is that God removes them. I like that. See, sometimes the prayer for authority for people, people in power is that God change them. Okay? If they will not favor God's just cause, if, if they will not create you know, environments of peace, of, 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 of stability, of, you know, of goodwill, of goodness, you know, stuff like that, of good values, we can, we can pray that God changes them. Okay? Our own goal is the same. We are loyal to the goal, not to the person. Again, we are loyal to the goal, not to the person. So our prayers are loyal to the goal, not to the person in power. Take it again. Our prayers are loyal to the goal. Peaceful and quiet lives, not the person in power. Peaceful and quiet lives in all holiness and godliness. So we are, our prayers are focused on the goal, not really the persons. So if the person is not compared to the goal, we can pray that God takes them out you know, of power for us. Okay? Glory to God. This is, this is very vital. All right. Okay? So we must also know that prayer is work. Sometimes prayer is labor. Labor. Okay? We must keep going. We must keep going. You know, sometimes we think, we think every time we pray, it will be all fun, it will be all nice, it will be all, it will be all um, 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 spirit-filled in a way that you can feed the anointing. No, that's, that's awesome. The, time, the, the times when the prayer is laborious, that the prayer is with a burden, that will pray under a heavy burden, that feels, you know, feels, feels like a disturbance, you know, feels painful, that will pray and we break through, we pray through, till we, till we get to a point where the burden lifts and we, and we are at peace. The way God works is this, the way God works, that, you know, if there's someone to pray for, somewhere that we don't know about, just begin to feel this, this unusual burden, this unease that you cannot, 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 cannot explain. Just feel so uneasy. You don't know why you feel uneasy. You, know? you don't know why. Just, just a sudden change of, of, of mood. Just, just begin to feel uneasy. You know, un, you know a, 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 a disturbance, an unrest in your spirit. You pray. There's many times a call to pray for somebody in need. So what should we do? You pray until that body lifts. Sometimes the body can be there for hours, for days, even for months. You pray until the body lifts. Sometimes we pray to the point where you don't begin to feel the peace of God. So you know that, okay, this body has lifted and peace has come. It means they have broken through the problem. I read people's stories where, while they were praying under a body, there was a loved one, there was a loved one that, that was sitting on accident because they prayed. And that at the same time, while they were praying, a car was in the person and they can't know the person. Why? Someone picked up a body and prayed along. 
So how many people will we save if God finds us available to intercede for one another? The way God works, if, if you have someone that will not pick up the body, they will not bother showing, showing you. Okay, because he knows you are too busy, you will not pick it up. But if, if you make yourself available such that more few such bodies will take it up in prayer, then God can find us useful to use more and more to pray for others in need. Alright? So please, you know, um, when you feel those things, pray. Don't be Speaking illiterate, you're not wondering why am I feeling so one kind that that's a call to prayer. You must pray to God to give you understanding to be able to, to discern burdens. Okay, burdens, a call to intercession. Just only feel, just only hear someone's name, your spirit man, just hear Titi. And I'm wondering, Titi, what happened to Titi? How is she? It's not time to ask questions. Get to prayer. Get to prayer. Pray for the person. Check on the person and ask, okay, Titi. I just, I just said your name in prayer, and everything's fine. Okay? Don't, don't, just, don't just, you know, um, forget stuff. Push stuff away. Okay? Be, be spiritually intelligent, be diligent. Okay? Remember to pray for people as the body rises in your heart. All right? Glory to God. Colossians 4, 12, 12 and 13. Colossians 4, 12 and 13. Colossians 4, 12 and 13. Colossians 4, 12 and 13. Yeah. Colossians 4, 12 and 13. Colossians 4, 12 and 13. Okay, Epaphras, who is one of you, yeah. and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Look at that. So he says, Epaphras, you know, he's always wrestling for your prayers. He's always wrestling. You know, he's not just praying. He's always wrestling for you in prayers. So means that prayer is worth it. So you can imagine what that kind of prayer was. Like, like Paul calls it wrestling for you in prayers. Wrestling for you in prayers. That you may stand firm in the will of God, mature and fully assured. That's that when people are in contention. They don't they live they they their contention. For someone, someone is out there praying for them. And they just, they, they just walk through contention. That even knowing any contention. Okay? So you see, Epaphras is wrestling for you in prayer. So sometimes prayer is, is, a, is a wrestle, is, 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 is a struggle, as in it's warfare, it's contention. So we must also learn to contend for fellow believers in prayer. Contend for them. Wrestle for them in prayers. See, this kind of prayer is fervent. It's heartfelt. It's, it's, not, it's not a casual prayer. It's not once well. It's fervent. It's heartfelt. It calls it wrestling for them in prayers. That believers going, going through temptation, going through facing their life where, where, where God seems far. So now I go to challenge things like that, that, that are making them doubt God's love for them, that's making their faith wavy, you know, making their faith shaky. Okay, we contend for them in prayers. You know, people see people in, in, in problem and just talk about them. Just, oh, that person is so tiring, oh, so bad, so confused. Well, I so much. No, wrestle for them in prayers. Okay? Is that, is that you show that you actually love them by praying for them? Calls it wrestling. So that they may stand firm in the in will of God, mature and fully assured. So pray, pray, for, your, pray, pray for, your, for, your, for your disciples, for young believers, that they, they, they may go to maturity, fully assured in Christ. Look at that. 13. Verse 13. Yeah, verse 13. I vouch for him. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. See that? Paul said he's praying and says that prayer is at work. You know, can I complain give, give, share, share how his first full staff was a prayer person? His first full staff of Can I Ministries 
or the prayer warrior. Their first full staff was just called, was just paid to pray. So she come every morning, Elusa, Frege, Diza, that's that JD. They understand the role of prayer. Do you get my point here? And because prayer has to work. So many people pray, Nigerians just pray, we don't do anything. If I really pray, if I, if I really pray, you know, I do something. But are we praying? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. All right? Prayer is hard work. He says, I, 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 I vouch for him that he's working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Herapolis. See, it's because I vouch he's working hard for you. So let's work out for people. As he said, it, it means that he must have spent time, hours, days in prayer for them. Eight to five. Nine to five. It's working hard for you in prayers. All right? So prayer is hard work. When you see believers struggling or strain, okay, bet them in prayers. Bet them in prayers. Not casual prayers. At work, wrestling for them in prayers. Galatians 4, 19. Galatians 4, 19 to 20. Galatians 4, 19 to 20. Galatians 4, 19 to 20. Galatians 4, 19. Yeah. My dear, My dear children, for whom I am again in pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. So, these guys have been born again. But they were strained. Strained off the faith into wrong doctrine, into all sorts. And Paul says, my dear children, for which I am in pains again. He says, I'm in pains of childbirth. Look at that. Until Christ is formed in you. It's a, Paul calls it pains of childbirth. Ha! Pains of childbirth. Can you see the intense pain that, that the burden came with? He says, I'm, 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 says, says, I'm in pains of childbirth again for you until Christ is formed in you. So that, so that kind of prayer is not, it's not casual. It's a prayer, you know, with all fervency, with a lot of pain. Glory to God. So, how pain are you about your strained brothers? If you are really pained, you do more than talking about it. If you are really pained, it will show in your reaction. How pained about you about those in need, those seeking their bodies? Paul says, "I pray." He says, "I'm in again. I'm again in pains of childbirth unto Christ." Is formed in you. If you be an effective disciple, it's a place of betting people in prayers. You teach them, you pray for them. You teach them, you pray for them. It says it's causing pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. So I urge us today to, to number one, you know, to pray to God, to um, give you bodies for people. Because once are so far gone that we don't have any body, no body, just us, myself, and I. Okay, pray that God, that you have to God, you have to pray for people, that, that you are open to 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 feel His heart, His body for people, so you can pray, you know, you can pray along and pray for them. Okay, number two, I urge us to in our prayer lives, pray in tongues for others. Okay, spend time praying in tongues for them and praying the Pauline prayers. All right, as you pray it in words. You pray in tongues also. Glory to God. One more prayer I should pray. One more, one more Pauline prayer I should look at. Second, Thessalonians 3, 1 to 3. 
Second Thessalonians 3, 1 to 3. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Look at that. Two says, pray that we will be delivered from wicked and evil people. So in our days, we do pray for people. That God protects them from wicked people. You know, there are wicked people everywhere. Even in the police, alright? So we pray that God delivers them from wicked people. That wicked people, wicked people will avoid you. If they see you coming, they will pass somewhere else, okay? And in the days of kidnapping, of robberies, of all sorts of stuff, we're going to pray for ourselves. For ourselves, for, for fellow believers, for relatives. That I pray for you, that the Lord protects from wicked and evil people. For people that have no faith, that God keeps you from evil. Okay, so coming in, you're safe from every evil. Look at that. So it's also a vital prayer. So we don't pray for them and die, right? No, we pray the Lord, the Lord protects you from wicked and evil people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we blessed? Remember, as I give him thanks, I just thank him for his word. Thank you for his word. Thank you for his word. Thank you for his word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We, today we commit ourselves to practice, to, to obey your word, to intercede for people, to pray in tongues for people, pray for ourselves, pray in Pauline prayers for people and for ourselves, pray for our disciples in the name of Jesus, that um, they grow in your knowledge, just as we grow in your knowledge. And the eyes of, of understanding is enlightened, that we can know the hope to which we are called. Now we begin to know, you know, we, our disciples, you know, our, our, our new believers, our new members you know, who just joined us, then they begin to understand which, which of the glory in them because they are saved. They begin to understand the power available to them in the name of Jesus. We have understanding. We have understanding. We have understanding. Matila Pragadia of things as in Christ. Our, 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 our disciples, put them for your hands. We call their names. Okay, as your prayers, call their names. That they have understanding. They grow in understanding of the things they are in Christ, of who they are in Christ. They know God better. They know God better. They, are, they come to an awareness of the power available to them in the name of Jesus. They come to full awareness of the power available to them in the name of Jesus. We get to pray for them. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. We pray for them. We pray over this issue of, 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 of the police, for these reforms. We pray for reforms. We pray for reform so that we can live, so we can go on and come back in peacefully. Many satari divadagasha. Brother, let the guests will put an end to police violence. Put an end to police brutality. In the name of Jesus, put an end to police violence. In the name of Jesus, put an end to police violence. That our leaders make right choices to put an end to this. They make right, right choices 
to put an end to this. We pray for this country, we put an end to security. That people can go out and come back in in peace, you know, living peacefully, you know, living quiet lives. We put an end to insecurity. In the north, in Kaduna, in, in Bono, in Maduguri, in Andamawa, in Castina, in Kaduna, in Kano, we put an end to security. In Lagos, put an end to, to security, to kidnapping, to robberies. We put an end to them. In the name of Jesus, our leaders have, have the wisdom to make the right choices, the right systems to protect life and properties. In the name of Jesus, they have the wisdom to do things right. In the name of Jesus, we pray, oh God, that, 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 that in, in this season, that the church, church, church is awakened to pretty for more, to get more and more and more people saved and come to the edge of truth. In the name of Jesus, La pray, Lord, they get to gnosis. Let pray, Lord, the gosa, zata prali dividi ashati. Pele de 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 osa tala da 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 bagashtes. Mele de asuda kata keshtosia. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus' name, we have prayed. So as the church tonight, we receive, you know, the grace of prayer supplication. Now, give ourselves to pray for other people. Give ourselves to intercession to carry your bodies to pray for others. Now we give ourselves to praying in tongues, you know, not kind of prayer for others, for, 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 for churches, for ministries, for pastors, for fellow saints, for our relatives, you know. Now we commit ourselves to prayer so we can see your will done on the earth as this heaven in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.